This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al and Jerry. All right, wrapping up a Wednesday with the postgame podcast. Jerry and Al are with you for the next 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes. Who knows? You never know. What you get with us two knuckleheads. Uh, like, you didn't know what you would get from the Cavaliers. Like, that, Al, oh, it's a segue right there. Nice. Cavaliers, yeah. You know, Kevin Love goes down, and they keep winning. And then Kyrie Irving gets hurt, and he's battling an ankle injury, and they keep winning. And J.R. Smith, unbelievable, 18 points last night. I say good for him. I got beaten up on Twitter this morning when I said good for J.R. Smith going to the NBA Finals. Uh, but whatever, that's where the Cavaliers are. And I'll tell you another guy you have to mention. Obviously, LeBron, we know that. But how about Tristan Thompson, who has come up huge with the injury to Kevin Love. And this guy, I watched this press conference um, because some people around here don't, like they probably should. And I watched the press conference this morning at about 7 o'clock, and it was Tristan Thompson with J.R. Smith and LeBron James. Thompson, very likable, but he's goofy. And you found this, I'm not going to call it goofy. I actually think it makes some sense and probably too much sense if we think too much about what we eat. But how about the story you were telling me about Tristan Thompson and why he refuses to eat seafood? And really fish, basically. Yeah, he said he got this from his mother, his mother, Andrea. Uh, they He doesn't eat seafood, and I'll use the quotes here, Jerry, because they're nice. Uh, quote, I don't eat fish uh, because the fish eat their poo. I don't eat that stuff. Fish eat their own poo, so I'm not eating fish. It's a great theory. And that's actually from his, that's a quote from his mother, yeah. Tristan Thompson's mom. So he does not eat fish because they eat their own poo. Um, I think a lot of animals eat their own poo, which is very weird. I've seen dogs do it. Right. And then there's certain breeds of dogs that do it more than others. Yes. And then their own people love their dogs so much, they will let their dogs kiss them on the face. And meanwhile, the dog just ate its own poo. What in nature would have an animal do that, Jerry? I have no idea. Weird, right? But I've seen it, and it's disgusting. And your first thought is, feed the animal. Like, why? What is, like, I don't understand the nature or the desire to go do that. I, it's disgusting. I, I, I don't think, I, I think I'm being correct here. Oh, boy. I recall a number of times when Michelle Beadle has tweeted about her pug, Leroy Jenkins, that he has on occasion eaten his own poo. All right. You know her dog's name? Yeah, Leroy her dog's Jenkins. dog's name is Leroy yeah, Jenkins? Yeah, it, it was named after that famous uh, a viral video, a video that went viral a long time ago, I, I believe. It was uh, <laughs> a guy awesome. playing online. He was playing some type of game online, and he, he kept yelling, Leroy Jenkins. I will tell you, I know beagles do it. Yes. I've seen that, and multiple beagles doing that. And it's really horrific. But that having been said, I get his point. 
but I'm sure he's not a vegetarian eating nothing but, you know, stuff that's growing from the ground up. I'm sure he's eating animals like everybody else does or like most of the country does and most of the world does. These aren't exactly the cleanest, you know, things to eat either. I'm sure chickens eat their own poo, too, because they're, they're kind of like filthy animals. But again, it comes down to what I was saying before. Think about what you're eating and the way that they are slaughtered. Right. And housed, how they're housed. Yeah, and the way they're raised and then killed and then, oh. I actually, I've said this before many times to a couple of friends of mine. I could I could become a vegetarian tomorrow if I was in a household that would, I don't want to say support me because if my wife wanted me to do it or if I wanted to do it, she would certainly go along with it. The problem is she would be like, here's your salad. Here, guys, here's your chicken cutlets. Right, and then I you have do that, that sitting right next to you, Correct. a big chicken cutlet. So if I lived by myself, I could become a vegetarian like that, not a problem. Or if I had a family that was doing that, I could do it because the whole thought of it is disgusting. I've thought of that as well, uh, especially because I like to watch food documentaries for some reason. Which is, which the, is yeah. terrible because yeah. it, you just see how horrific everything is. Um, but I don't know where I, and I'm, it's the classic, where would I get my protein? And then vegetarians always go, well, beans. Well, there's no chance. They can't be giving you the same protein as a chicken breast. You know how many beans you would have to eat in order to and equal a chicken your, breast? Let me tell you something. Between the beans and all the yeah. leafy greens you be eating, leafy your greens. Get torn up every day. Yeah. I also heard that if you, here comes some myths that I'm going to throw at you, vegetarian myths. That, you know, vegetarians eat a lot of soy. And I think for a guy, that's not good for your testosterone. And is it, that true? Yeah, I, I think it ups your estrogen levels. That's not good. Soy. Right. No, don't eat soy then. So you've got to balance that out with extra man protein. And if you're not getting that from animal uh, meat. What about protein shakes? I guess. That can't be like real. You need real protein. You can't have the synthetic protein, I don't think. But don't you have a protein bar every day? I do, but that's not my only intake of true. protein. And how much are you supposed to have? The amount of your body weight or they half your body weight? They say half of your body weight. Half your body weight should be protein. So how many do you get in one of those bars? Like that bar you grams? eat is 20 grams. 20 grams, right. So if you're 160 pounds, you need 80 grams somewhere. Yeah. That's a lot of beans. Right. What about fish? You get protein in fish. I do, but uh, vegetarians will claim fish are animals. Well, I happen to agree with that, but there are many vegetarians that will eat fish. They call those a pescatarian, I believe. A pescatarian. Yeah, because pesky or pesci or something. I could be a pescatarian. Yeah, I think I could shrimp. do that. I think I could do that. Well, I'm you with eat you. Salmon every I like day, salmon. So. I love tuna. Yeah, I like tilapia. Tuna as well. Tilapia is pretty good. Tilapia is good. That mahi mahi we had at Mohegan Sun, well, I had was amazing. If you're going to be a pescatarian, if I have that correctly, where you're allowed to eat fish, you have to be careful not to eat. There are certain fish that uh, hold on to mercury, so they're high in mercury. Ah, like a, a swordfish is high in mercury, mm. so you, you couldn't never had be, swordfish. Me neither. But you couldn't be eating a lot of swordfish or you'll have mercury What does issues. that do to you? I don't know. I just think it's toxic for you. <laughs> so that's not supposed it. to be eating mercury. They have said it, so they, you abide by it. The people, Jerry. You made a comment about you like to uh, watch biographies and stuff. Yes, biographies. Now, you said today during the show that there was a biography about the, or it was before the show with Tony about a biography, oh, yeah. a biography about the jumpers of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. Do you also go back and reread books? I don't really read a lot of books, so no. <laughs> I don't read books. I read but magazines. But you live by yourself. You have plenty of time. You don't interest. I would, that doesn't I would, interest you? No, I would imme- it would interest me. I would immediately fall asleep if I was reading a book. Immediately. <laughs> Even if you were into it? Yes. Have you ever read the Bible? No. I, although I would love to because I would love to be one of those people that argued. You know, people always use the Bible for if they'll, you know, want to treat somebody bad or yes. they'll say, well, in the Bible it says this. I would want to be an expert at the Bible for that reason. To quote verses. Yeah, there was a, a longtime uh, talk show host based in uh, Tampa, Florida for many years. 
Uh, he has since passed. His name was Bob Lassiter. And he was not a religious guy, but he knew he would get, especially in Florida, a lot of religious callers using things they read and interpreted in the Bible to argue against his points. Mm. So he became an expert in the Bible. Like, he he knew the Bible inside and out. He you treated it like a book that he needed to have the full knowledge have of. Have you ever seen how thick the Bible is? It's very thick. How many passages there are per yeah. page? You realize yes. how, how long you would have to study the Bible to become a I guess a, a long time. Oh, my God. Maybe there's some famous sections that more people would quote more than others, and you'd just become an expert in those. Uh, which is not which is not a terrible thing. It's kind of like become an expert in something rather than nothing, which right. is kind of what I am. I'm an expert in nothing, which is no good. What is that, master They of, say jack of all trades, master it. of none. Right, and that's me, unfortunately, yeah. which I don't like. So are we becoming pescatarians, just fish? I could. I yeah, mean, I could I do that as well. Do it. I could start now. Right now? like Right now. Okay. You want to do, I mean, I'd I'm love good. a salmon. Huh? I'd love some salmon. Oh, all right, fine, fair enough. Jerry, here's a great story I found. I'll just read you the headline, and then you'll know quality story heading your way. Robotic butt <laughs> helps medical students practice po- proctology exams. This thing is wild. I have to show you a picture of it. I tweeted this out. So that because you really need to see the video and pictures. So there's a robotic butt. It's at the University of Florida, Drexel University, and the University of Wisconsin. The the, the robotic butt has a name. The name is Patrick. <laughs> the robotic butt assists medical students in practicing how to give proctology exams. So it's essentially a robotic butt, and you put your finger in the robotic butt, and it has sensors in the robotic butt so it knows if you are, in fact, covering the entire prostate for the exam. Now, the robotic butt also comes with a video that goes along with it, an interactive video, Mm. because the robotic butt, much like a a patient, is apprehensive about getting the exam. So part of the, uh, the, the teaching of the student, the proctology student, is to teach the student how to calm a patient down, explain what they're going to be doing with this exam, and then uh, doing the actual exam. How many times do you think you just said robotic butt in the last two minutes? <laughs> well, I've never said it in my life, so... So you had to make sure you got it in. I got it in there a couple times. I well, wanted to make sure everyone knew what I was talking about. It's a lot about. better doing this than it would be, I don't know, experimenting on a real butt? Right. I mean, would you want to be the experimenting butt? I would not, but eventually... Yeah, they have their be first the guinea butt. pig. Well, it comes back to what we talked about last week. There's always a first, and who's the idiot to be the first? Right. Well, I'll tell you, unfortunately, what happens here, because uh, my mom for many years worked at uh, a dental clinic in a hospital uh, where she, she, she ran the office. She ran the dental okay. clinic. And they would get student dentists that would come in. They were officially dentists. They graduated dental school. but They had no practical they had experience. They had no practical right. experience. So you could have gone and opened your own practice, or you could go to this hospital that had a dental clinic. And what they would do, the the, the doctors, uh, dentists would want to do this because you'd get a lot of different experiences. And really, essentially, what you were doing was working on patients who did not have money and did not have insurance. So this was a real; these were real dentists, but they did not have experience. So. Things, I guess, you know, accidents. Look, listen, accidents happen with experienced dentists and doctors. But so that's, I would guess, similarly. You'd rather screw up on a robotic butt. Right. But eventually you're probably starting off with butts that do not have insurance. How does one 
decide. I don't know. <laughs> I want to work on the ass. You know, that's who I should get for my podcast. Jobs of people and wonder <laughs> what... What were you thinking? Like, were they in med? First of all, you go to medical school. Yes. Then were they... Did the butt parts come so quickly to them? Like, I've got... That's the anus. Because that's it's a the, serious deal, especially yeah, very colon serious. cancer. Now, maybe 20 years ago, no one knew about colon right. cancer or even prostate cancer for that matter, which, as you have pointed out with the robotic bot, that is how yeah, robotic you butt. are looking for such cancers. So it's a really serious and it's an important field. That having been said, I don't understand how someone decides that's the area of the right. body I want to work on. I get the feet, you know, to where you have talked about, you know, I could see, listen, I'm going to work on the feet because if I screw something up, I'm not killing somebody. Right. Being a heart surgeon, I don't understand. God bless everybody that does it. Working on the brain, I don't get. And then you've got the people that want to work on the vagina, the butt, the testicles, stuff like that. You know, a urologist, a proctologist, like, wow. Maybe the butt is simple. It's just one opening. There's a lot of intestines, but it's all just right there. You know what I mean? It's a small area. It's not probably not complicated. The brain is, you don't know what's going on with the brain. Comparatively speaking, the yeah. brain to the butt do not compare. Right. I agree. But let's not simplify what's going on there. Like if you make the, you know how you, you can make the sign with your hand, okay, like A-okay? That's the butt. It's that small of an area. So if you become an expert in it. No, it's not that small of an area. Kind of. <laughs> it's not kind of at all. There's actually a lot that goes into the butt. It's very complicated. Area. Why are we talking about this? Well, you were wondering how you get a home version <laughs> were, of the robotic butt. You brought butt. up the robotic butt. This would be a great piece to have in your living room. If someone comes over, the, the robotic butt. By the way, I guarantee you there are people that have robotic butts in the bedroom. <laughs> Not these, Jerry. These are made specifically for proctology students. Rubber butts? Uh, maybe these are, this one's not rubber. I know what you're talking about. These are not. You do know what I'm talking about. I do. So do you have one? I don't have one. That to me is you've hit a low. It's one thing to not have a girlfriend, not be married, not even to be dating. If you have a rubber body part in your home, <laughs> that's a problem. Breasticles. <laughs> What are we doing? What are we doing? Talk about hitting a new low. What is this? I think I need a break. Can we pause this for a second, collect our pause. thoughts, and come back? All right. Jerry, I may not have a robotic butt in my house, but what I do have are mattresses. How about that for a segue? You know, we have to go. Well, not have to. We want to go to this uh, softball game uh, next week, Jerry. It's... um. We'll be well, we wake up early to come to work and then we're going to spend the day at Yankee Stadium then the night we essentially are not going to get a lot of sleep. So I was thinking of getting a Casper mattress delivered to my office here at work and then anytime I want to sleep on it I just sleep there instead of at home. I think it's actually a brilliant idea. Yeah, the Casper mattresses you get them right online and here's the thing there's two different technologies working there. You probably have one on your terrible mattress at home. These have two. Latex foam and memory foam. You get a better night's sleep, and you have brighter days when you wake up, Jerry. And here's the thing. You can get a risk-free trial with these Casper mattresses. Instead of just going to the mattress store and laying on the mattress for 20 seconds because you feel like a lunatic laying on a mattress in the middle of a store, you get a Casper mattress delivered right to your door, and you test it out for 100 nights, Jerry. It's awesome. That's over three months. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a third of the year, for God's sakes. It is a third of the year. Almost. And if you don't like it, you send it back. But you're going to like it, so you're going to keep it. And you know what you can do? You get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash postgame. Again, use postgame for the promo code. Terms and conditions apply. $50 towards any mattress purchase. Casper.com slash postgame. Do it. Do it. Jerry, um, this is strange to me. The Pope... Not Mike, the actual Pope, the guy who's the head of, uh, would you call him the head of the church, the Pope? Yeah, the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church. What's the difference between Roman Catholic and Catholic, or is it the same thing? And Christian. So what were you saying? Uh, That the Pope Francis, he said he last watched television in 1990 and decided that it just wasn't for him. 1990. I could see that. You could see doing that? Yes. So based on this podcast so far... You could see yourself becoming a pescatarian yes. while not watching television. Basically, I could become a mountain man. A mountain man. Yeah. Live I, off the land. You you don't have... Do you have any television shows that... I'm not talking sports. Right. Because you're a sports guy. You love your devils. You like cowboys. Yes. Do you have any actual television shows where... No. If it was on a Wednesday, like today, you might be, get excited. Like, oh my gosh, nope. I'm so excited. Wednesday is... Not a one. Not a single one. No, the last one was Law and Order. Which ran when? Law and Order was Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock before I was doing this show. So over seven, eight years ago. I, and I was off Wednesday nights. My schedule used to be, yeah, we're talking, I started doing this show in January of nine. So, And I think Law and Order went off six or seven. I forget what year. But my, for five years, my schedule was Monday and Tuesday night, four to midnight, Friday during the day, Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon. I had Wednesday nights. And I watched Law and Order religiously every Wednesday night. And you were into it. Loved it. Absolutely. Once I started doing this show, I stopped with all television, basically, except for games. And you don't feel like you're missing some fun stuff? Uh, I, You know, I do from the standpoint of, you know, if you're having a pop culture conversation, I don't know what anything is. I really don't. Uh, my kids, you know, if we're home and say, I got a game on, they'll go inside and they're watching a show I don't know what they're talking about. Now, that having been said, I will tell you one show that I have caught on to that I love. I couldn't tell you when it's on, though, like as a steady night. Like Seinfeld, you used to know, was with Thursday night, 9 o'clock, right? Right. You kind of knew that. You knew the same thing with Friends when it was on, Cheers when it was on. There were certain shows like that. Must-see TV. Absolutely. Impractical Jokers, to me, I find to be one of the funniest, best, most well-done shows put on TV. That having been said, I watch as much of it online as I do on TV. I catch it on True TV on a lot of reruns, and we watch it on demand at home. I don't know when it's on, like, the originals come on. That would be the one show that I see every single week where I watch a couple of episodes with my son, or even by myself. Other than that, if it's not SportsCenter, if it's not NHL Tonight, uh, Quick Pitch on the MLB Network I like, NFL Network I'll watch in season, I, I really don't watch anything. You and Kim Jones, both big Impractical Joker fans. It's great. She mentioned it to me last year. And I remember it was last summer, and I went home, and I was talking to my wife to see if she had heard of it. And my son, who at the time was nine, he's like, "Oh, we watch it all the time." I'm like, "Oh, really? Oh, we gotta watch it." And of course, the first one they were they did a they did some sort of impractical joke, and the punishment was they had to like get punched in the testicles. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, "You watch this?" And then at the end of it, they had to go teach a sex education course in front of a bunch of students, and then the students walked out, and their parents they had to teach it to their parents. And I'm looking at my son like, "You're nine. Why are you watching this?" But it's funny and it's pretty good. So yeah, I love the show. I think it's great. Yeah, I uh, I'll watch it every time I see it. It's a marathon. It's just like one after another. 
And you can get hooked on it real yes, quick. Yes, very quickly. Like, you can watch it literally, you know, hours on end. It's a terrific show. You know I want to see them live. Yeah, they do some type of stage show. They do. They're in Long Island, I think, next week. They were at Borgata, I think, last month. I would like to go see them live. How about this? Me, you, and Kim Jones, and your son. Well, we I go, br- I'd have to bring my wife, too. You have to bring the wife. How she about you and Kim like Jones, me and my wife? And your kids. I don't know that I'm bringing my, my five-year-old. No, but the other kid loves it. The other Matthew. kid? Matthew. Yeah. He loves I don't it. know that I'm bringing him to see them live either. <laughs> you didn't think I knew your kid's name. Uh, what's my other kid's name? Uh, Joseph. Oh, all right. Impressive. See I that? Back. That's pretty good. Thank you. I'm going to end that on a high note, Jerry. Please do. Enjoy your day. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.